guys, gals, aliens, and envions. My name's Nick. And my name's Bart. You heard him, Bert. Uh, well, this is Nick and Bert, and this is a, the this is our show. Uh, that's all. Now, Bert, what's our topic for today? Our topic for today is powered flight. Powered oh. flight. What? Uh, what is powered flight, Nick? Well, I think it's in the name there, Berticus. I think it's something to do with that uh, real cool... Yay, I'm off the ground. I'm defying gravity. I'm doing that cool thing with an engine on me called powered flight. The engine being the important distinction there. Oh, what, what, you saying I can't fly without an engine? You could. Okay. Well, I know for a fact that they have certain machines that can fly without an engine. Is that right? Oh, yes, sir. And if you had to choose one, what would be your favorite? Oh, I would definitely pull a Kite Man. They uh, did that. Did they? Uh... When do they do that? So, the thing about China is that it's filled with lots of Chinese people. Really? And they've been there for a very long time. Would and you, would you say that they're A old? long time for people to fuck around and find out. And uh, they, they tried that. They tried lots of things. Uh, but one of those things was taking a dude and taking a kite and strapping them together and flying them up in the air. The idea being like, oh, we've got too many Mongols. How are we going to get rid of the Mongols? Ba ba da ba, kite man. If you can just fly above the fucking horses and shoot them with your own bow and arrow from the sky, well, now you've got the advantage over the, the, the Mongolians. Nick, have you ever flown a kite? I think I've tried like once or twice and failed miserably. Yeah, when what what happens with the kite, Nick? Once once you get it up in the air, what happens then? Uh, well, you have. What happens when you bring it down? Well, you see, if you can get the kite to work after not reading the instructions and thinking you know how to do it, I'm talking to my past twelve year old self. Uh, you get it into the sky, but. Uh, really hard to control considering, um, without the string attached to the kite, um, it just kind of flips and flops uh, in the air. And in, in my experience, you, you let the kite up, but then you try and bring it back in, but it doesn't come back in nicely and evenly. It comes to a point where it stalls and then it does a one and goes <laughs> and nose dives into the ground. <laughs> So you can imagine this poor Chinese Imperial Army guy tied to the fucking thing, and the sound his spine makes as it's the fucking... Oh, no, no. Oh, God, that would hurt. What, what a beautiful opening image. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, now, that we have established that China people like to uh, go kerplunk into the ground because of... people like to go kerplunk. I like going kerplunk. Psych. They, they've had a lot of time and a lot of folks to try and fuck around and find out. 
there was uh, another Chinese guy in, in Imperial China who, he was like a great sage or something. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But this one sat on a chair and said, hey, I'm going to go fuck around and find out in heaven. And he tied a bunch of fireworks to his chair. <laughs> and his followers <laughs> shot the rocket chair into the air. What a wonderful idea. Nothing says enlightened like in lighting your chair up to go to heaven. Did you ever see... The, yeah, we. did you ever see Kung Fu Panda? The first one? Yeah. They do that, don't they? That was fun. They're good movies. I like them. Well, at least the first and second one are. Hey, I like the third one. It was nothing to write home about. All right, look. They're coming out with a fourth one, and I'm really excited for it, okay? I'm not surprised. Like, it, the last one's made money, of course, coming out with a fourth one. We've all learned how this works by now. I just really like Jack Black. It's like an ass in total doodad. It'll... As long as they can scrape money out of it, they'll keep making more and more and more and more. Yeah, I just really like Jack Black as an actor and as a person. Yeah, he's a fun guy, isn't he? He really is. I didn't see the new Mario movie, but everyone went nuts for that uh, Peaches song. Oh, it was really good. Oh, you good. know what we should see? Good. We should see. Good. We should see the old Mario movie. Oh, the live action one? Yeah. We ought to. Oh, my lord. I haven't seen it before. It looks really bad. I want to see it. Let's watch a really bad movie. All right, can we at least do it with beer? If you insist. All right, fine. Now, did you... I I think it was you I saw it with. It was The Great Wall. You remember that movie? The really bad Chinese one? uh, What's his face? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. (laughs) Except this time he goes to China instead of Mars. And every other conceivable place that's really hard to get out of now that would be a lot more interesting if all of the giant lizards attacked matt damon on mars instead of on china i think they had a movie like that but i don't think matt damon was a part of it oh i forget the movie regardless so powered flight it's a thing the thing about trying to do the history of invention is is that uh, it's sort of weird it's it's not usually big incremental steps usually it's sort of a slow progression so things get dicier the farther back you get you know like what was the first car I don't know does a dopey French guy taking a gigantic fuck off boiler and attaching it to a tricycle ox cart and puttering it around count as a car maybe 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 not have you seen that thing with like the boiler that sticks like over the end so it just looks super off balance i can't say that i have it's goofy you'll send it to me later okay the uh, uh yeah people wanted to do flight forever you know uh insert inspirational quote about looking at birds or something yeah, we'll add it in the post-credits, or in, or in the post-edit. One or the other. Uh, Editor, add an epic quote about birds or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And as they say in the ancient Chinese language, 
Hing Kuo Shing Kai Bo. Ever since man first looked at a bird, he wanted to eat it. But as soon as he got enough to fill his belly, he could sit around and think about what else birds were good for. Here's a dumb question. Why didn't anybody just go and be like, yo, let me train a bunch of uh, birds and just duct tape them to a chair or something and fly that way? They tried that. Did they? Well, there's... The thing about France is that it's very old and full of <laughs> lots of French people. And they've had lots of time ah. and people to fuck around and find out. Hmm... Let's uh, see what happens. Skipping right over the hot balloon and going to the goose-drawn hot, hot air balloon carriage. Oh, I love they, it. Uh, they, they drew all kinds of uh, funky flying machines, all sorts of little uh, balloons that people would pedal with bicycle-type stuff. And uh, at least one of them I remember seeing was uh, a hot air balloon. And it was just a, there was a dude standing in the balloon with, like, reins, like you would have for a carriage, but they're all tied to a bunch of geese. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's a balloon. You can't fucking steer, you know? Like, you're sort of at the mercy of the wind and stuff. And it would... They fucked around with the balloon enough to figure out that maybe being at the mercy of a flock of geese was better than being at the mercy of the wind. <laughs> Got well. You got to make sure to feed the geese with the bread. That's uh, right. Because if you don't, no powered flight. Right. You you got like a really really long fishing pole with a loaf of bread on the other end. <laughs> That's how we steer it. <laughs> we just. I mean, even if the geese drawn hot air balloon worked, like they would only go north, wouldn't they? I, or they're... south, depending on the season. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on what hemisphere you're ah, in, Ah, yes. The French ballooners are migrating again. Oh, no. How are we going to get from place to place if they keep going south? Oh. Well, I guess we'll try again next year. Maybe it'll be different. Little do they know, every year the geese go back to the south. Yeah, they don't actually go back. They They circle the whole planet. They don't actually ever wait they don't fuck whatever i don't know they do something we'll, we'll you know what we'll get back to these guys the uh so who actually did the first powered flight was it the wright brothers or was it more i mean what because i guess to uh, me what constituate there's there were plenty of people who tried before the wright brothers the Brazilians claim that some French dude came down to Brazil and built a powered airplane before the Wright brothers. Yeah, but there's no tangible proof or whatever. I sure haven't seen any, but the Brazilians sure seem to believe it. But they are Brazilian. I mean, I'm all for a nice Brazilian wax, but I don't know about... Uh... A Brazilian powered flight, because I mean, at least in school they teach you the Wright brothers, you know. Well, I guess in Brazilian school they would teach you it was Mister French Brazil. I don't know. French Brazil. I don't know. Let's look him up. That's a smart idea. We can get a name instead of oh yes, that Brazilian guy. Yeah. Uh, there's only like a hundred of those. So I guess my 
my curiosity is getting the better of me. What is the, what was his design? Albert Santos Dumont. Oh yeah, that doesn't uh, sound French at all. Number fourteen beefs. Fourteen beef. What is that? I don't know. I do not know. Inspired by rumors that the Wright brothers had made flights in Ohio, this dude made his first airplane a couple years later. Originally intended to be tested by dangling beneath the gas bag of his airship, oh. he had a pusher biplane featuring a canard. Uh, canard? What is it? Uh... It's French. It means... It's French. Uh, you heard him, folks. I think it's it means French. Bill. It doesn't mean duck or something. You know, okay. We'll, we'll ask computer canard. Uh, okay, that's not the right definition that I'm looking for. Well, regardless... You know how, like, a, a goose has a long neck? Yeah, they got some the wings at the back. Pretty long necks. Well, they can do airplanes the same way. They can put, like, the fins on a long neck at the front instead of on a tail at the back. Really? Yeah. So that's what the Wright brothers and stuff did. Like, there's... Huh. There's, uh... Reasons to do this. Okay. Yeah, look at, uh... Here's a picture of the Brazilian guy's plane. He's got the propeller at the back, and it's it looks more like a box kite, and it's got a goofy box kite fin on a long neck at the front. Did so it actually work? The squinted sort of looks like a goose. I suppose it did. He's got a bicycle for landing, or two bicycle wheels for landing gear. Yeah, I mean, that's and then, sort of industry standard. I mean, the Wright brothers were bicycle repairmen they weren't like great physicists or anything uh, fair enough i mean they got to make it lightweight the uh i guess when did what's the next evolution i guess is that the zeppelin because i mean we we did that for a little while before that no they've well they fucked around with hot air balloons and stuff and with gas bags Here's a picture of the weird Brazilian thing hanging under the gas bag. Yeah, it's just a giant, uh, uh, you know, what Brett Bert said here, which is a, you know, a gas bag, a giant bag filled with something on top of that kite slash plane mixture thing. Highly suggest y'all look it up. Uh, it's Dumont's airplane, I guess, is what that would be called. Uh... There were other guys in, uh, I think they were on, like, a lake between Canada and the U.S. I'm not sure exactly what the deal with Langley was. Uh, da, 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 da. Langley being who? Is that what this plane's called? Or? Uh, there was a guy called Langley, and he was uh, working for the Smithsonian. And the Army paid him a bunch of money uh, to come up with an airplane to invent the airplane. Was this uh, so before he, so he took, or this after is, the Wright brothers? This is before the Wright brothers. Uh. Like, he took a shitload of money from him. Uh, he made these giant, goofy, steam-powered flying machines. 
and tried to launch him by catapult off of a boat. <laughs> and here, you can see the picture. Look at look at this. Here's your goofy-looking boat. Here's your goofy-looking uh, runway slingshot thing on top. And there's your goofy steampunk flying machine. And you can see it's it's barely left the thing, and it's already crashing into the water. <laughs> I... I love the idea of, ah, yes, Chinaman, Kite Man, on his next daring adventure in the U.S. Ah, we're going to launch ourselves off a catapult, you see, and then, ah, intrepid hero. Ah, he launches in three, two, one, yay, I'm flying, badonk, into the ocean. I find that hilarious. The Chinaman intrepid adventures, number two. We could make a comic out of this if you really wanted to. Yeah, the history of flight is goofy. It's full of uh, weird-looking stuff. It's why it's enticing to people. I like the idea of how men, or man, or woman, or however you want to say it, just have always looked to the sky and just been like, I want to do that. And then eventually we did, but it took a lot of finessing and a whole lot of like... I, I don't I don't even know because like after also, the Wright brothers, how did they how did they get to the point where, hey, we're we're understanding the you know the needed updraft or the lift that's necessary to get this metal body off the ground. Where where does that part oh, come like in? Where do the real, where does the real science of like, uh, the fluid dynamics and shit come in? Yeah, uh, I don't know. What what people always say is like, oh well, it, it's uh, it's Bernoulli, right? Bernoulli's uh, yeah, Bernoulli's formula. Yeah, it's it's Bernoulli's formula what causes airplanes to work. See, it has a bump at the front and it slows down the stuff under the wing and it speeds up the air over the wing and the faster moving fluid has lower pressure. Like. Bernoulli's formula isn't wrong or anything, but it's mostly bullshit for airplanes and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, because like that entire formula is based off the principles of water and or fluids, and it's like air is technically a fluid. Right. Like, like it work. An airplane wing works more or less like you think it would. Is that it's moving very fast through the air shit hits the bottom edge of it and gets bounced back towards the ground. Like, that's 90% of it. Because I remember when I was in high school, we had to design a airfoil, and it was the actual, like, shape of the airfoil helped you to get a... Uh, a better lift, a letter, a better, I think, it, what do they call that, a yaw? So, like, a better angle of attack, all these different components, and you're, you're, you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, cool, I just took some styrofoam, made a nice little uh, guppy thing, and ended up uh, putting it through a wind tunnel, and come to find out, yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then you start to look at, you know, hey, you could do this, hey, you could do that, and it's like, I think we did it by hand and it was like you just kind of like look at all that stuff and I think to yourself okay why are we doing this by hand and it's like you're just learning the principles of how 
uh, air works and how, you know, you're creating this lift and drag and all this other stuff that comes into, you know, how a plane actually is able to take off. But all of that doesn't mean shit unless you have the actual power part of that. Like actual like jets to fucking get you off the ground. You know, so it's like you got to make leaps and bounds like the Wright brothers. Like, what do they have? They just had a fucking, you know, wannabe well, launcher and just shot in, a fucking kite in the air. In the olden days, you didn't need a understanding of physics. It was enough to get by on tinkering, on engineering, to throw enough shit at the wall until you got something right. Like, stuff about Tesla's really popular now you know like oh look at tesla such an unappreciated genius blah blah blah. like he wasn't a great theorist or anything he didn't really have a great understanding of physics or anything he sat in a lab and said oh boy i wonder what happens if i wrap lots of fucking wires around this thing (laughs) and run ass loads of current through it i'm sure it'll work it's a miracle he didn't shock himself to death yeah, it's fine. It's an electric you, car. You could do stuff a bit more experimentally. And the Wrights didn't have... I, I don't know, maybe they got their hands on fluids textbooks and physics textbooks and shit. I don't actually know too much about it. But they did plenty of experimenting. You know, they built lots of gliders, lots of kites and shit. Uh, they just experimented. Yeah. What goes yaw and what goes ye, you know? <laughs> Your typical, you know, uh, plain lingo aside, the... uh you have to figure out what goes yeet. <laughs> Apparently the plane, because fuck it, we're going with it. I think they... I think they di- almost died a couple times when they were experimenting. If I remember correctly, when I was reading up on them. Oh, yeah, it's hard to believe that there weren't a few broken ribs involved. But, I mean, back then, it was like during the, you know, it's the industrial age. Like, wouldn't they be able to make some kind of engine? But then again, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how they could have powered this plane. What? Right? Because it was during the industrial age. when all, What plane? Their plane. The Wright Brothers? Yeah. They did use a gas engine. Did they? Yeah. I thought they used a fucking catapult, or not a catapult, but a slingshot variant. Well, yeah, it needed both. But I thought that, okay, so they actually had it on top of the plane? Yeah, there's an actual engine on the right flyer. Oh, fuck. It's got two big propellers that are belted to it. I'll be a monkey's uncle. Shit. Yeah, they had, like, a friend who did gas engines. They were still fairly new. Uh, was right for this fight like oh four or something? Uh, no, when when was the Model T? Uh, that one I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, but gas engines are really nice in that they can be pretty lightweight. The Langley Aerodrome was steam, you know, and these external combustion engines, these old steam engines, are fucking heavy. Yeah. Which is bad when you're trying to yeet yourself off a houseboat. That's what it was. The Langley Aerodrome was on a houseboat. Oh. That's why, huh. that's why it looks like a fucking brick sitting there in the water. Yeah. That's... Well, because at, at, at some point, 
I know during was it World War Two where they started introducing planes and shit, or was it World War One? They had a few in World War One. But it was like the first time in like warfare history that it was like, oh, hey, we have planes and shit. I think the Italians might have like flown up a plane and dropped a few grenades out at someone before World War One. I. I forget. Huh. But but yeah, pretty pretty much World War One, pretty much. Okay. Because uh, I mean, when when was the Red Baron a thing? That was World War One. Okay, so then it was definitely World War One. Uh yeah. Before World War One and after Wright Brothers and stuff, you got uh, Blario. But what, what? <clears throat> uh, Louis Blario. He was another French guy. What's with the French? And, uh, there, well, there's lots of them. Oh! In France, in France, and France is very old. I see that. So there were plenty of them to fuck around and find out. Uh... Blario pretty much did the airplane as we know it today. You know, it's got a propeller on the front. It's got two wings at the front. It's got a tail with fins in the back. Yeah, but the fins are all the way at the bottom of that, uh, what, what do you call that back part? I'm trying to think of the word. The tail? Yeah, I guess so. It's like, it's not, it's not on top. Like, it's on the very end. It's on the bottom of the tail instead of the top? Yeah, bottom of the tail. Like, it's it's at the ass okay. end of the plane, oh, but bottom okay, of but the compared tail. compared to the right flyer, it looks pretty familiar. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I like my Boeing 737s, even if sometimes they fly out, you know, they, they get fucked and disappear over Malaysia. Is it too early to start joking about that? No, nah, well, some say you have to do 20 years. I mean, compared to the right flyer, it looks pretty familiar. This is a right flyer is a goofy looking thing. I mean, it looks like a biplane, if anything. Well, it is a biplane, but it it's got two tails. Okay, it's a it's a bi biplane. I don't know. It's very bi. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, World War One. Yeah. Uh, powered flight. Uh, yeah. Well, because at that time it wasn't they, they still had propellers. Yes. So, at what point did they start transitioning to the jets? Uh, the Nazis did that. Okay, so World War Two. Yeah. Man, it's almost like war brings innovation or something. Uh, yeah. Did we just nail it on the head? The Wright brothers were in a war. Oh, was okay. The Brazilian guy or Blario or even Count von Zeppelin. Count von Zeppelin. Did he yeah. do the Zepp? Wait, is, yes. it, is it his real name? Yes, Nick. Oh. I get you, Bert. He was a Count. Like Count Chocula. It's a good cereal, by the way. Yeah, well... I've always been more of the Frosted Flakes type. Because they're great? Something like that? They're okay. Oh. <laughs> You're a butthead. The, uh, I'm trying to think, because at some point, when we got jets onto planes, and we were able to make these planes go a little faster, be a little bit more uh, aerodynamic, because they could go faster, what, uh, when did they start developing planes from land to sea? So you got, like, the big U.S. air carriers... 
How did that happen? Where, where did that what? come from? What fucking question are you asking? I'm trying to ask, when did planes start transitioning from landing in the land to landing in the sea? They were always able to do that. Uh, Curtis uh, was a big name in aviation for a long time. I don't know if they're still around who they got bought up by. But uh, Mr. Curtis was a big early aviation pioneer following the rights and stuff. Uh, I don't think... The Wrights did too much with, like, the army. But Curtis did a lot of stuff for the army. He built something that looked like a Wright flyer and would go up and, like, drop dummy grenades out of it. Uh, but he built some of the first seaplanes. You know, he he attached big pontoons to them and could land and take off on, on the bodies of water and stuff. I don't know if it was Curtis or if it was somebody else, but uh, before... Lindbergh, some... It, it might have been Curtis. Somebody did that. They took their uh, shitty early planes and uh, flew across the Atlantic. But they just kept landing all the time. Uh, before you had, like, GPS satellites and stuff, you just had chains of ships that dotted the oceans to, like, uh, radio uh, to each other and to uh, watch the weather and... and radio it around and stuff uh and and they would just stop at each of these and like rest refuel repair go on blah 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 blah. and that was a big uh army funded expedition to uh hop across the atlantic it was a later much bigger deal and well i think some germans did it with like two of them in the plane but it was the big publicity stunt for Lindbergh to do it alone. That would make sense, because, I mean, if you're trying to do transatlantic flight or whatever, and trying to go from the States to Europe, that's a pretty big fucking deal. I mean, now we scoff at it, but I'm thinking in my head that the progression of this is just kind of astounding if you look at it. You, you You're seeing, like... Oh these kites and then you're getting these metal birds in the sky and then it's like oh now we're flying across the atlantic it's like what the the beginning of world war ii you could have like shitty little planes attached to a ship that could be launched off of like a a catapult thing i keep saying catapult it if you think of more like a rail gun it's really like that like it, it shoots something forward but it's linear it's not like a big arm that like it's not flinging it. You know? uh, I would say uh, it's more like a slingshot, no? Modified? It's like a crossbow. Yeah, crossbow's probably better. It doesn't have a cross. It's like, uh. Okay, but it's definitely more like a bow. Just you more know, rail- maybe, maybe slingshot was fine. It's a slingshot bow railgun combination. Catapult? Whatever. I, uh, catapult implies that it's like okay. flinging it like the uh, one guy. <laughs> I don't know how much of that they did in World War One. Uh, I can say. I mean, I would definitely love to. Are there any World War One veterans still alive now? No. Oh, that sucks. Uh, the last one died a few years ago. He was like a ambulance driver or something. Huh. He was like sixteen. I think he was American. That sucks. I remember, uh, I remember I saw an interview for a World War II veteran, and that guy, 
he, I mean, he was like pushing 90, but he was a flamethrower. And it was, maybe it wasn't World War II, maybe it was Vietnam. Vietnam makes more sense because that's when they used a lot of flamethrowers. No, it was two in the Pacific. Oh, yeah. Well, regardless. Vietnam made us drop fire from the sky. Well, regardless, it, I mean, it doesn't uh, really matter. Any, but, uh, yeah, but between the world wars, if you wanted to cross the Pacific, it took lots of gas, and you'd have to stop a lot of time. But they didn't have the infrastructure to land big planes on all these little islands scattered across the Pacific. Uh, and big cities had big harbors and stuff they had for millennia but uh they didn't have space cleared out for runways and things so for a while there between the wars passenger seaplanes were really big uh you had the uh boeing 314 clippers uh the uh pan am clippers uh they were they were big romantic flying cruise lines big flying boats that's what they're called they they don't have pontoons or anything they they float on the on the bottom of the plane on their bellies uh and they they uh yeah they went all over the place for rich tourists in the 30s and stuff they were neat oh um after world war Two, you know they the army and navy and stuff had gone and built a ton of bases and infrastructure across pacific so you didn't need them anymore uh, but right out at the outbreak of World War II, there was one of these 314 Boeing Clippers, and it was supposed to go from, like, uh, Los Angeles or Hawaii or something to Australia, and it wanted to get back to the United States, but it had but, like, war was just getting declared, so it's like, oh, now Australia's at war, now the Philippines are in parallel, now now the, the Dutch and Indonesia's getting attacked, and they kept getting bounced all over the place, and they got bounced around so much, they had to go to Indonesia, they had to go to, to India and Africa and stuff. They ended up having to go home back to New York the long way around the planet. Oh. Like, in... Uh, that seems kind of fucked. It was pretty fucked. It it was the whole thing about uh, having to scrounge for fuel in weird places right as shit hit the fan. Uh, for a while, they landed on this river in Africa, uh, and they, they tried to take off again, and they barely managed to get in the air like they miscalculated it they didn't have enough room to really take off to get a run on this little weird river uh so they were plummeting over this huge waterfall (laughs) (laughs) and they barely got enough air to to swoop up at the bottom and get up again oh i think i'd piss my pants this is this is a crazy story i forget where i read about this uh wasn't from a movie, was it? No. Because they definitely it, it do happened. that in movies. And they always magically make it. Yeah, it sounds like something that would happen in Indiana Jones, doesn't it? 
Yeah, Indy's sitting there with Short Stack or whatever, and he's like, ah, Short Stack! And then he does some of his crazy BS, and magically the plane works. Yeah. Hoodoo voodoo shit or whatever the fuck. The, uh... I'm, <laughs> I'm just really enjoying that mental image I just gave myself. Have you seen the new Indiana Jones? Mr. Jones. I'm not going to do the voice. Oh, come on, do the voice. <clears throat> I say, Indy, let us sacrifice the blonde white woman to the sky gods. Metal bird, metal bird, metal bird. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was my least favorite one, too. I hated that Indiana Jones one. Uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, I preferred the... What's the one with his dad? It's the Ark of the Covenant, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. Uh, Last Crusade. Uh, no, because they go for the goblet, right? They go for yeah, the that, goblet. Yeah, that's the Last Crusade. The Ark of the Covenant's in the first one, you dingo. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. But hands down, best Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull. Everybody loves a young Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones. Who doesn't love Shia LaBeouf? Do it. Just do it. Look, Transformers 1 isn't a bad movie. It's actually a good movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Transformers 1? Yeah. What, you didn't like the second or third one? No, the rest of them are really bad. Hey, I enjoyed the one where Optimus Prime is riding on a fucking dinosaur and you're just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go with it. Family. Fucking Fast and the Furious this shit. What, what, what else can you do? I think Optimus has died like four times and come back every single time. I don't and know. What else is Shia LaBeouf in? Has he been in anything good? Uh, there was Besides the, the first Transformers. There was the Peanut Falcon one where there's the, the mentally Peanut challenged Falcon kid. One? Yeah, the men there's a mentally what challenged... What the fuck is the Peanut Falcon one? It's lit. I shit you not. The, the fucking title of the movie is Peanut Butter Falcon, I believe. And all it is is a heartwarming tale about a mentally challenged kid that cannot swim, and Shia LaBeouf takes him on a journey. And <laughs> Shia LaBeouf drowns a young child. Okay, so there is a scene, and I saw the preview for this, where their kids are, like, bullying the, 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 the mentally challenged one, and they, they just go on and on and on, and, like... They push him into the water, and so this 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 kid who, you know, I don't know what's another word for mentally challenged. I hate keep uh, to keep saying that. It's a bit of a mouthful. It is all right. The uh, sped's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, sped's not any any better or any gooder. Um, no, but it is awfully quick to say. The the kid with the disability starts flailing around, and the Shia LaBeouf sees this going on, punches the kid. That <laughs> <laughs> they did Pun it. Punches <laughs> the bully before saving the kid. And then goes and saves the disabled right, kid. Right, right. And I was like, this is like really funny and really terrible and really good at the same time. And I oh. was like, yes! I, I really hope I'm right now because I haven't seen that preview for a fat minute and I only saw it once, but I remember I laughed my ass off. Are, are you sure you he doesn't punch? 
uh, save the kid and then punch the bully? No, I think he punches or pushes the kid into the river. And oh, it, was it a river? Uh, I, for some reason, they're on a river. I don't know why they're going on a journey, but, you know, every good movie has a journey. Why not? Or, you know, it's like... Uh, right, and right when Shia LaBeouf jumped in to save the mentally challenged kid, that's when the 314 Clipper came down the river. <laughs> they had to swerve around the Shia LaBeouf and they didn't have enough room to take off and it crashed. Yes. And Shia LaBeouf looked at the kid that bully that was the bully and just pointed at him and then the clipper just, you know, took care of business. And then the bully was never seen again. And the moral of the story is watch Peanut Butter Falcon, that one, and... uh so I think the question still stands. Was Shia LaBeouf in anything good? I don't know. The Peanut Butter Falcon thing might be good. It's, it's literally a, called Peanut Butter if, Falcon. If you have to ask if it might be good. I don't think it is. Oh, okay, well, I haven't seen it, so it seems a little pretentious of me to say, oh, yeah, that's awful. That's just something he's in. Like, if if you can't remember whether or not it was good, then it wasn't good. He was in that one that, you know, that one meme with the do it. That's not a movie. I mean, it, that's it, a, if you repeat it like that's a, a bajillion times, then the gift becomes a movie. Put a paper bag over his head that said, I'm not famous anymore. That's that's a pretty good movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Shia Sheesh. Um, uh. I don't know. I like the third Transformer when the human was a uh, Decepticon. And then we just retconned that and somehow that's no longer a thing. Have you seen the whole capture the flag thing with like the internet Nazis and Shia LaBeouf? Oh, where he like salutes a flag and they have to go like they found it and yeah, I I didn't quite get that. Why did he do that? Uh, cause he couldn't get in Transformers anymore. Okay, so then why did the people go and find it? Like, what was the point of this? Just because they could? Uh, good question. Okay, well, now that we have uh, these unanswered questions, we'll probably answer them next time on Dragon Ball. And uh, my name's Nick. And my name's Bruce. Oh, you sound like you're dying regardless. That's a dead bird. I'm alive, Nick. Later, people.